We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the top five skill positions that you would start your franchise with. We're going to play some spitball, and we're going to preview the AFC East, so stay tuned. Did this shit my whole life. Did this shit my whole life. Did this shit my whole life. Oh. And we're back. Yay. Mm-hmm. No impy, no boss. Boss is on vacation. But I'm back. Whatever. <laughs> you and your little ass toes. Yeah, I do have very little toes. I got little fingers, too. And dirty-ass feet. Regular you know my next question. regular size palms, regular size feet, Just tiny short, fingers, tiny short toes. Short appendages. Tiny fingers, tiny toes. Tiny cock. I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> Same. Oh, my God. Turtleneck or not? No, 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 no. Oh, you're circumcised. I'm circumcised, yeah. It's lit. We're starting off this episode. Oh, yeah, right? Hot, like, hot. welcome back. Are you circumcised? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Are you, you do look tan as shit, though. I am tan as shit. I'm very proud of it. It's nice. I like it. I'm like, uh, I've, I feel like I've entered into a, another ethnicity. Like, I feel like I'm Hispanic kind of now. Yeah. Or just like super Italian. Or super Italian. Or super Greek, which I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're both mad Greek on that side of the table. Yeah. yeah. We're, it's, it's just lambs over here. I'm just all like, day. I'm, I'm way more Greek, though. Yeah, and immediately he looks at my hands. Because I look at your arms. Your arms are looking fucking hairy as hell right now. And I was yeah. gonna say you can't really tell how dark he is because all the hair on his arms, yeah. which also is a glaring Greek yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's either you're dark on your hands somewhere. It's either your skin or your hair. Where did we go? I don't know. So quickly off the rails. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. Anyway, fucking uh, Hard Knocks premiered. 
Yo. It's the Browns. I love that show. I love Hard Knocks. It's one of my favorite shows. So ill. And you know what else is good? Uh, All or Nothing with the Dallas Cowboys. Started watching that a little bit. I don't know. It's it's not just Dallas. They've done uh, the Rams, Cardinals, and Dallas. I was going to say Cardinals. I think they did. Amazon They also did did Michigan as well. I haven't haven't checked that out, though. They did do Michigan. I I watched the Cardinals one. The Cardinals one was good. But uh, this, this Cowboys one is... Intriguing. I it's, think the Browns from, was a cool team, though. It's for do. last year, right? They break down yeah, last, from last year's year. season. Yeah, because I remember they had the Cardinals on the year that they went to that NFC title game against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. That shit was dope. That was yeah. dope. Was David Johnson was a rookie that year. Palmer went bananas. That was a good ass. Uh, Everyone was series. going off. Yeah. I took Palmer mad early the next year in fantasy. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the best, not the best, but the dope scene was when they're playing Philadelphia, and that was the game. It was the primetime game. They were blowing Philly out on the road. And Honey Badger gets a pick with like 45 seconds left. And that's where he tears his ACL the second time. And you just see Bruce Arians is hating himself. He's like, yo, why did I leave them in the game? Why did I leave them in the game? Him and uh, who is it? Was Bowles the defensive coordinator then? I think Bowles was the defensive Maybe. coordinator. 2015 sounds like they're right. And uh, Bowles and like another assistant were like, man, it's so dumb that we left the starters in there. They were up like four touchdowns. It just it made no sense. Yeah. Goes to show you like, yo, you should always... Just pull your starters. Come fourth quarter if you're up by like that much with like four minutes left. Like, yeah, you're good. Let's get them out. Yeah, let's get them out. Or at least get the stars out. You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of there. We're um, gonna. I guarantee you, in three or four weeks, us and the rest of the brass that talks about sports is gonna be talking about should we shrink the preseason because there's gonna be so many fucking injuries. Somebody said that. Dude, there was injuries before anything starts. <laughs> four preseason games in the NFL is 28. NBA preseason games. So imagine the NBA season having 28 preseason games. It's nuts. Same with baseball. Well, baseball actually does have 30 preseason. I if mean, I that's, was, that's, that's, that's well, double. That's double. It would be 60. It would be doubling baseball as well. Yo, I would hate that if I was a pitcher. For real. What is the point of preseason? I would hate that if I'm an owner. Like, yo, I'm going to have Kershaw throw five games in the preseason. God yeah. forbid he pulls a lat. Where's the blanket? Tuck me in. That's what I'm saying. I think the point is to tell who you got. Right. Yeah, but you know who you got and and who you got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sit him. I agree. Even if like a quarterback, like dude, if if fucking Aaron Rodgers throws 400 picks in four weeks, he's still starting week one. Peyton Manning and the Colts were notorious uh, 0 4s like every preseason, and then they would come out and win 12 games. Bro, AP never played preseason. I think until he went to the Saints. Play like one I, yeah, why would you? Why would you? I'd be like, dude, fuck that. Like, I'm the best in the league. Like, yeah. I'm not playing. Like, tonight, if the Giants play OBJ, it'd be a mistake. Yo, of course it play. would. If I was a GM or owner, remember a couple episodes ago, we were talking about what, what you would be. If I was a GM and my coach threw out Saquon Barkley, I'd be like, yo, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're crazy. You're done. Yeah, yeah yo, don't play. Don't play. Especially him. that position. It's like, yo, this dude's running and getting leveled. Sa- or- Saquon... That's a bad one. He's He's a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. One or two drives, fine. But like a guy like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon, Zeke, what are you going to show me? Yeah, what are, uh, what are you getting out of wow, this? Wow, eight rushes for 19 yards. Ooh, I'm worried now. What? Yeah. No. You're going to loosen your legs up? That's what practice is for. That's what I'm saying. Especially, like, yeah. And I know there's a difference between, you know, practice speed and game speed, but at the same time, it's like... Not with those guys. The issue that some of these guys... Le'Veon Bell last year missed training camp. That's why those first four games of regular season, it didn't take them till the fourth game to get going. Right, he had like three point two yards per carry those first three games. Then he had that game against Baltimore. We were went ape shit. That was yeah. He had a training camp under his belt. That first month was training camp for him. He missed all the training camp. These guys are in camp, so they're getting the reps. They're going in one on ones. They're going on live contact. 
I don't need you out there. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to if you don't have to earn a spot, there's no reason for you to be playing. Especially if you're like out there practicing in practice. Unlike the Browns who apparently no one practices. Well, that I mean that's a, that's a theme I took away from watching Hard Knocks. Yeah, well, Jarvis Landry gives episode. that whole speech about like, yo, if you're not injured, you should fucking be out there playing. Jarvis Landry gives a speech, and then Todd Haley gives a speech. Todd Haley, who, by the way, has been just dicking the Browns for so many years as a Steelers offensive coordinator. He was the coach. Oh, no, no. He was the coach in Kansas City. That's he was a head coach as well. Yeah. The, and then, like, the guy who's 1-31 is going to look at you and be like, well, I know you do things the winning way, but over here, we do things my way. This is my team, so suck my dick if you don't like it. Yo, I, I honestly, I don't disagree with him. I'm the head coach. That's, there has to be a hierarchy here. You have to listen to me. Uh, all right. But, all right. So you're a very successful podcaster, right, Joe? So let's say that I came in, right? Or, no, or you came into my podcast or something like that, right? And I have a podcast that has 100 views. And then you sit there and you're like, yo, I know how I can get you some views. And I'm like, nah, this is my podcast. Shut the fuck up. But at the end of the day, it's, it's different in that regard. But it's also like, yo, you're on the team. You are hired for this position. I am the head coach, and I was hired to do my job. I can't let you be the head coach. I'm going to listen to everything you say because you were on the Steelers who have superstars. We've had nothing work out for us. So who's to say if I'm a fucking terrible coach or a good coach? I have nothing to fucking play with. I, true. This but year, there's no fucking excuse, in my opinion, because you have tons of weapons there. And at least you can, like, if Baker Mayfield doesn't pan out, you have Tyrod Taylor, who isn't, you know, the greatest, but he's also not the worst yeah. So it's like you have really no excuse to like, yo, you have your their offense is is great. I love their offense. But if you're trying if you're trying to change a culture, right? If you're trying to build a winning way and change the things that things have the way things have been done in the past, what are you what are you doing? What are you doing sitting there looking at your new offensive coordinator who was brought in to save your ass, right? And you're sitting the offensive weapons that he has no idea what they're like. He doesn't know Duke Johnson. So why is Duke Johnson sitting out every other practice? Yeah, I mean, listen, I agree with you, but at the same time, it's like this is your ship to sink. It's your, it's your, it's you. Because at the end of the day, if we lose games, it's not gonna blame me. I'm gonna, I'm doing my job. I'm, I'm drawing up the plays or whatever. Fucking Hugh, Hugh Jackson's gonna be the one who's gonna get the fucking get the fuck out. It's also a weird dynamic with them too, because they're both offensive minded. Yeah. So it. It doesn't. I don't know. I, I didn't like that part. Like Hugh Jackson, you need to fall back. Yeah, you need to fall back a little bit. You, you I, to, yo, but you, I, I'm you have positive. To, it's like that in every single building. But you have to understand your position, and you're one in thirty-one. Something has to change. So the fact that on the first day, I, I don't know if it was the first day. Well, on the first episode we saw, on their first meeting that we saw together, he's kind of laying the, I am king. You are subservient. He is, though. Those so, are the facts. Can I get a bars for subservient? That was, yeah. Okay, that was pretty you. good. Right, I was trying but, to spell but, that. But, but those, are the, those are the facts. You can't have the offensive coordinator going over your head, especially in the room front of everybody. You can't have that. Sure, but he did it respectfully. It's not like he's like, yo, but we it doesn't gotta matter. fucking play these no, guys. But it, but it doesn't matter. You can't have this new guy come in. Yo, you haven't been here. You don't know anything. We do things a certain way, whether that's worked or not. We do things a certain way. This is my team. You're not going to come in your first year and start going over my head but and making he, decisions in front of everyone. But he's not. he wasn't making a decision. He's suggesting. And it's something that we saw Juice Landry echo, right? She's like, if you're 
fucking not and I would have loved to see the person he was making eye contact with because I think HBO did it on purpose where the person he was making eye contact in with the in the room his back was to the the camera and they never showed his front right so maybe it was Duke Johnson that he's talking to right so you're you're was going, that the wide receiver I think room, it was what, and I highly doubt it would be Duke Johnson that he'd be you know what I think it might have been it might have been that Duke Callaway maybe he got busted with the weed but he was making a, he was making enough strides that Corey Coleman got traded I think they have enough weapons. And anyway. you think Duke Johnson wouldn't be in the wide receiver room every once in a while? Because yeah, he plays maybe. in the slot every once in a while? I mean, who knows? I mean, but at the end of the day, like like I said, I understand what you're saying. And and, and yes, you need to, you know, I, I just think that's the wrong environment to do that. I'd agree with you if it was just them in his office and he was doing that. But in front of everyone, like, you can't go over my head. I'm the head coach. Okay. That, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, maybe it was the wrong forum to do that. Yeah. You're like, yo, you just got here, dude. And I don't care that you were on, the, on fucking Pittsburgh. This is not Pittsburgh. This is my team. And you have to... You think he's going to do that to Mike Tomlin? Like, yo, fucking suck my dick. What Mike Tomlin used to say, and he said it too, if you live in your fears, no, you cannot live in your fears. And that's what the Browns are doing. They're living in their fears. No, I agree. It's like, yo, we're afraid to get people injured, so we're going to just sit them at practice. It's right. Like, no, we, we have a legitimate chance to completely turn this thing around. If our quarterback pans out, we are chilling. Like, our team is not bad. Like, I like their roster. And I feel like everyone's going to be rooting for them, especially after Hard Knocks. I think more people jump on the bandwagon anyway. Dude, uh, if there is a bandwagon to jump on here. I can't wait to see next week how much Jarvis Landry's ADP goes up. Yeah. Because after watching that, how do you not love Jarvis Landry? I mean, yo. Always it, been a juice guy. How can you not like him anyway? He he was in a system in, like, like you know, you, what you're saying about Jarvis Landry? He's the best guy to get you seven yards if you need five. He's the best guy to set you, give you seven yards if you need eleven. Yeah. He uh, he was in a system where he was uh, used in a very I don't know possession type way. To be fair though, that's exactly what he was in college. Yeah. But also a player like that, the reason why if you lead the league in receptions, that just tells me you can get open. So it's all about where am I gonna if am I gonna put this guy? Who does someone have a, a giant arm in Miami? And that you're catching the ball when it comes to you, which is important. That too. He's he's got great hands. Yeah, great also, hands. Also, there's great no hands. one on the outside that scares you. No one on that team scares you. So it's like, yo, we just gotta move the ball. Let's get this ball out in one second. Like whatever. I'm done with Devontae Parker, yo. Yeah. That, Talk about how many shit that sailed. Dude, how many chances is that guy gonna get? Man. Unbelievable. Yo, I, Kenny Stills is their best wide receiver right now, I think. Yo, the, the Dolphins time. are gonna be the worst team in the league. Yo, Kenny Stills. Okay. Yo, Kenny Stills with Matt Moore is like Antonio Brown. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, anytime he would start with Matt Brown, I play him in DFS. Matt He's Brown, like, there he goes. Matt, Matt. Uh, oh, Matt Moore. Moore. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Matt Moore, every time he'll be like 3,900 on DraftKings, 27 points. It's crazy. It's like one deep ball. He'll catch it. It's like 80 yards. It's crazy. Matt Moore, when targeting Kenny Stills, is like what Brady is with Gronk. Like it's it's the most random thing. Like they'll put up like uh, highest QBR when throwing to said player. That name will pop up with like <laughs> Rogers, Nelson, Brady, Gronk, Breeze, Mike Thomas. And it's like Matt Moore, Kenny Stills. It's Matt Randall. It's a beautiful thing. The NFL. It is. Yeah. Gotta love the NFL. Gotta love. It. I I'm so hyped that football's back. Just watching. Yo, it. by the way, watching like at the end of that episode, Miles Garrett's got his shirt off, just walking towards the camera. I'm like, look at this fucking guy. Yeah, it's perfection. Yo, yo, how confused do you think people were with Carl Nassib breaking down the finance stuff? I, I, do you know what I want to tell First Carl of all, Nassib? What, what he was saying was wrong. Where are you getting the bank that's giving you 10% interest? 
You're not. You're not. You have to invest that yes. money. I yeah, think that's what he was on. trying think, to say. Think, You're not. I think he was using that though as an example. To make no, it easier. But he was saying, he's like, just put your money in your savings account and just let it sit there. It's like, dude, you're getting under 1% if you leave it in there. You put it in a fucking like money market fund or you put it into bonds or whatever and you let it invest. Yeah, Give that, it a fucking E-Trade yeah, or he, something. His, his numbers were definitely off, but I think the concept and what he was trying to say was, yo, save your money. Yeah. Especially right. us, we're all not going to get 50 million guaranteed. Whatever scrap we put together... Save but, it. But at the end, he's like, I I was thinking about buying a $10,000 Roly, but then I thought about it, and it's really $640,000 for the Roly. Yeah, because of like over the course of- that, the, Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not how it works. Also, Rolexes are investments. They actually go up in value. It, really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah you should always sell it's that not, all it's not I like, know that. It's not like cars, where you yeah. drive it off a lot, it, it's less than it is now. Yeah. Rolexes- Interesting. I yeah, know if, if Joey has a ten thousand dollar Rolex, I want to buy it off him. He's not gonna be like, "Yo, I'll give it to you for eight hundred bucks." It's like, no. I mean, unless s- you like damage it or fucking, you know. Yeah, obviously. but for the most part, well, if you have a Rolex, I would hope you don't damage it. Right. Too. Listen, if you're listening out there, do what Nassib said, except do it in the S and P five hundred, <laughs> and then and, don't or, keep it in your savings. Do it account. in art. Fine art appreciates like crazy. Oh my god! If you could find a good deal in an auction, if you got like three million dollars laying around. You could turn that into nine real quick. Listen, if anyone's got $3 million listen, listening right now. Inv- invest it in the sports market. Invest it into veterans' men. Hell yeah. <laughs> or that. Or that. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to our first segment here. I um, wanted to do a segment um, about the top five uh, skill positions that you'd want to start your NFL franchise with. We were going to do running, running backs, backs, but we all kind of yeah, have Tim, the Tim same thing. Tim brought up a thing. good point. He's saying we're, we're going to argue the same four names. In different order. In different order. It's gonna yeah. be DJ Bell, Gurley, Zeke, Zeke. Yeah. And then who? Your fifth is McCoy. My fifth is Saquon. Yeah. So we would that no point. So we figured let's just do all offensive skilled players. Right. Skill players that you'd start your franchise with. Did you rank yours? Because I didn't rank mine. I kind of just threw it together. I I ranked them. You ranked them. But I mean, it's, all right. It's a we'll start from five and work our way up. Yeah. Right, I'll I'll start. All right. So who's your five? My five is Michael Thomas. You'd start your franchise with Michael Thomas. So, Michael Wait, Thomas, we're not doing quarterbacks, right? No, no, no. No okay, quarterbacks. Okay, okay, quarterbacks. Okay, okay, okay. okay, only skill. So, running back, wide receivers. Okay. And no offensive linemen, which is important because there's a couple left tackles I would want to start with. Because I put two. With. When you first put this list, I put two offensive linemen in there. And I was thinking. I already know. Smith, right? Smith and uh, this is crazy. Is super crazy. Eric Flowers. <laughs> Psych. Uh, yo, Quentin Nelson. I was going to say Quentin Miller. Or, even, he, or even Zach he, Martin. He writes bars for Quentin or, or even Zach Martin. And then that goes to show you how good that offensive line is. I know. At least the right side. My left side. Excuse me. But uh, yeah, I want Michael Thomas. Look, Michael Thomas in his first two years has been an absolute beast. Uh, wasn't supposed to be in the wide receiver conversation as a rookie. Worked his way. Built a rapport with Drew Brees. Had an outstanding rookie season. Had another great season. He ran a slow 40 coming out of Ohio State. And it was just crazy because he he came out with uh, the guy that Jets drafted, Devin Smith, mm. and Devin Smith was what happened to him? Well, he, injuries. He got hurt his rookie year. Second year at camp, he tears his ACL, and then it's a wrap. And then and then he hurt himself again in this year's camp and just got released. Yeah, so he got hurt again this year. Got hurt again at, at OTAs, this year. yeah, and then they cut him right. So 
Yes. You look at Devin Smith is just catching. Yo, I think he had like 19 touchdowns of over 40. It was a crazy ass. Day. It was the ultimate home yeah. run threat. I think I'm going to preview him on, on one of these like episodes. Like, I mean, Devin Smith back. was. He was a beast. I love the pick back so, in the day. So like you see him burning and stretching down the field. And then you got Mike Thomas all the underneath. And he ran like a 4-6-40, which is still fast. But it's like these guys are running 4-3s, four, 4-4s. Four four yeah. So he dropped at a second round, which was nuts. How do you do you know Michael Thomas? Like, if you had to pick off your head, how many years has Michael Thomas been in the league? It's like two years. This is year this, four. This is only his second year in the league. Dude no, already no, no. has. He's no. played. He's played. This is his third, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Right. This is his. Now he's going into his third year in the league. Right. Right. So his entire. This is where it all comes together. Yeah. Right now. Especially when we put a back to back like he's Drew Brees. He's, Drew Brees can't stop saying any any good things about him. Loves him. He worked his way in. Remember when Brandon Coleman was supposed to be the guy out there? He just got released. Michael Thomas is there. I mean, not really the guy like him. Well, he, he was in the same breath as Mike Thomas. He, I don't him think and so. him and Michael Thomas were kind of like compete competing for wide receiver two when they both came. They were both working at the same time, and then all of a sudden, Michael Thomas became the wide receiver one. Right, and it's just like, and. He, he keeps on going about his business. He's a hard worker. Every, he never gets into any trouble. He's getting better and better each year. And Nine touchdowns last year. It's crazy because you know who his uncle is? Like real uncle, not like Snoop Dogg uncle. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson. Really? Yeah. That's his, his actual... That's and he's got actual, the jeans. I didn't even know that yeah. when I made this. That's wild. For me too, like... You call me crazy, but jeans... Like if you're related to someone... Like Patrick Mahomes, I love him so much because his father was Pat Mahomes, the pitcher. Right? So he's got athlete in his blood. When you got athlete in your blood, I fuck with that. Yeah. Yo, even one story that came out, they asked Donovan Mitchell, how come you were so mature as a rookie? And he said, yo, I grew up in a professional environment. His dad played. Did he play baseball as Pops? I think his, I think his Pops might have played baseball. But he's he like, did, yo, he I was in a professional locker room and I saw how people conducted themselves the right way. So anytime you grow up next to yo, look at how many athletes... Their fathers played, and they ended up becoming studs. Steph Curry. Yeah, Clay Thompson. Um, Odell's parents were both like... They were athletes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yo, when you're around it, it definitely helps. Hell yeah. But he, yeah, but anyway, long-winded, he gives that that feeling that he's been in the league even longer than he has. He's like a young veteran, so Michael Thomas is number five. That's the that's the guy that I would want to... Put on your team. Yeah. Um, so who's your, who's your fifth overall? Uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. That one came out of left Ooh. field. I was not expecting that. That's the best tight end in football. Okay, another hot take. It's I'm not a hot take. supposed to be the <laughs> hot take here, it, it, It's not a hot take. I won't Here's say hot. It won't, it's not hot. It's a little steamy. I mean, what? Yeah, Gron- you, Gronk is little, better than him? When you got Gronk in the league, yeah. And Zach Ertz. Yeah, yeah when you have... No, no. No, Travis Zach Ertz isn't is, better than him. I can't give you Gronk. Yo, he's hurt way too much. He's hurt. I understand. I think... like Yo, it's, yo it's your a, team won a Super Bowl without you, dog. It's warm. It's warm. I think he's the best tight end in football because he's available. He's there for me. You know how I feel about that. You're right. I mean, I can't argue with like he's there and he's nasty. He's filthy. I mean, he's he's very good. Don't get me wrong. I didn't say Kyle Rudolph. True. True. That's your boy though. That is Kyle. Surprised you didn't say that. Red zone. Rudolph the red nose touchdown machine, baby. Rudolph Rudolph the red zone reindeer. Shut up. (laughs) 
But yo, Travis Kelsey, right? I think he's the best tight end in football because he's never hurt or rarely hurt. Not like Gronk. Gronk is better than him. But what do you? What good are you to me if you're gonna miss if four you're on or the five sidelines, games? Yeah. And they won a Super Bowl without you there, mm-hmm. right? And they won that game against the Jaguars when you got concussed and you had to leave the game as well. So I'm going with Travis Kelsey. I think he's a premier tight end in the league. Uh, not only is he a pass catcher, he's dope at run blocking too. Mm. The new age. The new school tight end is just a hybrid. Like Evan Ingram, when he's on the field, is going to be a pass. They need to bring in uh, Ellison to come in for blocking duties. That gives away your play. When you have a guy like Travis Kelsey and you don't know if it's going to be run or a pass, that's what makes you a complete tight end. And that, that's why I would start with Travis Kelsey. It also helps that his brother could teach him some stuff. Not about winning some Super Bowls? No, about blocking. Yeah. Oh, true. Kelsey also about winning Super, also Bowls. <laughs> winning Super Bowls. Too. Center for the- I will say... As crazy as it sounds to me that he's the best tight end in the league right now, he is the number one tight end I would build on if I was building on a tight end. I, without question, I think. And and you hit the nail on the head like with that. So like I would take Kelsey over Gronk too just so, because of, I'm, yeah. I'm, every time Gronk catches a ball, I'm scared this what, dude's going to get his knee blown out. What about for this year? If you had for a chance for year? Travis Kelsey or Gronk one year. For, oh, f- I could guarantee me 16 games? Guaranteed. No, no, no. You don't get guaranteed. Oh, I'm taking you have to Kelsey. Take all the, take Kelsey you have to take too. all the risks that come with it. No, I'm, I'm I'll taking take Kelsey. Kelsey. I, I got to still go Gronk. Yeah, I don't think if it's the for upside, one year. The, uh, you think the upside is that much crazier? Yeah, see, that's, I don't. The, the upside for Gronk is 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. That's not the upside for, right, for Kelsey, Kelsey. Kelsey's like 1,100. Yeah, and like six. And eight to 10. I would say up. We're talking about ceiling here. That's four extra touchdowns, five hundred extra yards. Yeah, I also I also took a different approach with this. Like, my five is a tight end. Then I got two running backs. I got two wide receivers too. I went a little a little off the rails, but right. I, I do feel strongly about. Travis I, Kelsey. I do like the, the Kelsey guy's pick. a stud too. Yeah, he's smoky. He had a show. Uh, it was like catching Kelsey. I remember that. Just bachelored it up. <laughs> oh my god! Multiples only. I would. Uh, Fucking kid. I mean, you know, it's not my style, but you know, I'd give it to Travis Kelsey if I, if it was my style. <laughs> All right, Jesus, you know, just getting hot. Amazon, bro. <laughs> yo, uh, by the way, it is kind of hot in here. Could we do something? I got this? the AC J- going. Yo, so he's I been can. looking back at the AC like I have, five yeah, minutes. Yeah. I know. Just to make sure that it didn't turn off. <laughs> yeah, no, it's on. Um, all right, let's go to the fourth spot. Who's the fourth uh, skill player that you would start your franchise with? Todd Gurley is number four. Now, he could have been higher on this list. But? But I have two other running backs a little higher on this list. Okay. Okay, so Todd Gurley. I don't have to say what he... The reason why he's here is because he did have a clunker, right? And it's... Yes, Jeff Fisher was the reason for his clunker. I will not say that he was not. But the fact that he was not dominant, regardless of situation, makes me a little nervous. But not, not, not nervous enough not to want to start him but only to make him number four. I don't have to go through his stats. He's a receiving threat. He's a rushing threat. He never gets into trouble. He's he's a good... He seems like a good guy with the media and a good leader. He seems like more of the strong, silent type of kind of dude. Um, he's good looking as well. You know, if that... If that <laughs> <laughs> great dreads. <laughs> right? So, like, I don't know. that For me, Todd Gurley, if it wasn't for that clinker, would be number one. On the, clunker would be number one on this list. But because he had that one season where he kind of... Took it off, I guess. I see. The reason why that doesn't scare me anymore is because when you have two seasons under your belt where you're averaging over like four and a half yards a carry, yeah. that's not an accident. Like it's an accident if you do it once, like whatever. But yo, you do that twice, and you have double digit touchdowns twice as well. Even that year that he had, as t- clunker as it was, it wasn't like 
the worst. Yeah, it wasn't. Ever. It wasn't the most horrible. Yeah, it's not like he had like three touchdowns or yeah. whatever. I think he he's had six touchdowns and eight and nine hundred yards, <sighs> which is not you know, you know he got the ball a lot too. Yeah, so but that when was you look at when you look at the fact that the year before he wins rookie of the year, he has double digit touchdowns. I think he had a thousand yards. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. and he missed four games. Yeah, so it's like when you miss four games and you put up those numbers and then you play a whole season, and believe me, I took him in my fantasy league. Bedtime. I took over for me. <laughs> I also just took Todd Gurley first overall on the best ball draft I just had. Yeah. With the, with the well, experts. Wow. I, I hate to break it to you. He's not even the best running back in his division. <sighs> uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to put it there. Touche. <laughs> I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. At four. At four, yeah. DeAndre okay. Hopkins, I think this year, if we were making a list, I think he's the number one receiver coming into the league too. Here's why. This guy is still productive. When there's 150 different quarterbacks coming in to throw to him. He is. Right? Target machine. 190 targets last year. <laughs> he was wide receiver one weeks one through eight. Wow. With the BS that was out there, wide receiver 10. Standard ESPN leagues. Which is crazy because it was like Tommy Savage. Well, sorry. The Macho Man Tommy Savage. <laughs> it was uh, was Brandon Whedon. Someone else took snaps. Who's the guy? Someone else took snaps for them too. I forgot who. Yates? I was going to say that. Because I remember that was, no, that was Tom, a couple years ago. Tom Savage got the concussion too, and there was like that whole fiasco that we talked about also. But anyway, yo, when Watson was there, the one time that he actually had a quarterback for more than like a couple of games, yeah. Watson was lighting it up. D Hop looked energized and rejuvenated and just running wild. He's young as hell too. He's like 25. I'm going with D Hop. He's one of those guys too. It's like, yo, just fucking throw the ball. That's what I'm saying, yo. Like, yo, it was funny. One of the first times that. I realized the greatness of Calvin Johnson was NFL Network had Deion Sanders on there. They were talking about who's the best wide receiver in the league. And this was like 2011, 12. He's like, yo. It, no, sorry. It was when Stafford came into the league, right? But he had Calvin Johnson was there like two years before Stafford got there. He's like, yo, Calvin Johnson's the best wide receiver in the league because the popcorn guy is throwing him touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It was like Orlovsky. You know, this is a team that went 0-16. And Kidna? He, like, yo, legends. <laughs> he was nice for a little bit. John Kitna. Right? So, yo, D-Hop is producing with, like, bums at quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And, like I said, he's one of those dudes that's just like, yo, just throw it. Yo, like, yeah. throw it in the vicinity. I've, I've been in a lot of, like, fantasy preparation mode because I, I've been in a bunch of drafts already. And I've been in, um, you know, I've been doing Brodo, at Brodo Fantasy, cheap plug. Mm-hmm. But um, we, when you're looking at wide receivers, you've got to look at skill as opposed to running backs where you look at, like, the situation they're in. No one makes himself open more than DeAndre Hopkins does. He's my number three player, by the way. So I'm going to agree. I'm just, just piggyback right off oh, this. Oh, so you're three. You got D-Hop. Three, I, I got I, D-Hop. My, my three is girly. Oh, there you go. So, so we just flipped it over. Yeah. yeah but I, I, could, I agree with everything Nick said about it. De, De, DeAndre Hopkins, despite the fact that Scrubs are throwing him the ball, continues to be a dominant force. Um, Despite the fact that there's no time to get open because that offensive line sucks, continues to be a dominant force. Despite the fact that there's no running game, he continues to be a dominant force. So, uh, yeah, I mean, easily DeAndre Hopkins is in the top five position players that I would like to start a franchise with right now. Yo, quick little cross promo, brother. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really thinking if I had a choice at wide receiver in my fantasy league, I'm really considering D-Hop. I put it in the chat. I was like, yo, am I crazy? If Over I AB? Up, if I pass up on AB? And Tim was like, I wouldn't do it, but I hear you. Yeah, I, I agree. 
I, yo, I agree with what can, I said. Can I give you my, yo, can I give you, <laughs> can I give you my biggest reason why? Yeah. And you can argue it's the same shit with D Hop, but it's not. I'm concerned with like Big Ben's health. Mm. I so mean, it's fair. When Big Ben is out the lineup, we talked about this many times. A B is not the same player. No. Right. Where D Hop, we've seen him with no Watson, and we've seen him with Hop, well, Watson. And it's like, yo, when Watson's out there, this guy's just going ape shit. When he's not there, he's still gonna give me a hundred yards and a touchdown probably. What, what scares you about Ben's health? His entire career. No, but I'm saying he like, misses two games a year almost. Like, yeah, I know, but also like it doesn't scare you that someone's coming off an ACL. That's true. Oh yeah, who's and you a could, mobile guy? And you could say that D Hop is not the same player with the scrubs that he is with. He's with still Watson. a very productive guy. Right, still very productive. Here's why: I, the only thing in my mind, as far as fantasy goes, that I would take a B is that it's just every year. Yeah, fifteen hundred yards. It's just every year. Catches. It's like yeah. yo, I, there's no chances. On an off year, I'm, I'm. It's still worth the pick. Even if you're the guy who drafts Antonio Brown the year he falls off, like. You can at least tell that story later. Like, you, I was the guy who drafted Antonio Brown when he fell off. Yo, all you want is your first pick to be a top five guy or like a, or in their position. Yeah. Because if that if that happens, then that pick was great. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you if someone's doing better than him or whatever. As long as they're a top five guy, you're chilling, and he's gonna be. He's gonna be. It's, it'll be hard not to be. Yeah, but Agreed. so is Diop probably too. But I just think that like, yo, since 2013, he's had over 1,200 yards. That's absurd. So, I mean, that for me, that's like, all right, well, like, I'm just going to ride this until the fucking wheels come off. If I'm the one who gets him on the year that he has fucking 800 yards or some shit, then whatever. So be it. Yeah. I'm I agree. Just, I, I just can't. How, Although, how pissed are you going to be if that's the year? Oh, man, I'll be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what pick you have yet in your, no, major, we don't. In your major league? We, we, we haven't done, out, we we haven't done it either. The day of. Oh really? Yeah. So you don't have time to prepare in advance for your nah, We're ruthless. Damn, that's that's that is rough. It's like we this, find out right? like a month in advance. Joe, Joe Joey picks out of a hat. Oh shit, I got the first pick. Yeah, five minutes we're starting, bro. Yeah. Like that. All right. You find a month in advance? Hardcore. Impy's been pushing for this for years. Yeah, yeah so then you can mock draft from the spot that you want to nah, mock draft. Dog, from. You mock draft from everywhere. I mock draft from everywhere. I I've, I mock draft from anywhere everywhere. Yo, I'll, anyway. I'll be honest. This is the and this is the this is the year that I'm gonna go 0 and 13, however many games it is. I'm pretty comfortable with any pick. Like I'm cool with one through ten. When I want I just actually I don't want one. That's the only pick. I never want oh the first God. overall pick ever. I, I think I just, the worst pick for me this year is eight. I'll take anything. Because I just there don't you want have to one. pull the trigger on on like a, a D hop, or it's like, are you gonna take the rookie? Right. I just don't want. Punt. And then on the way back, can you, are you gonna get someone like Fournette, who I'm down on this year? That's that's the only reason why that eight is is weird for me because you're talking twelve man. Yeah, because I was so much I would so much rather get like David Johnson with the second pick and then come back and get Jarrett McKinnon at the end of the second round and then come back and still get a, like a stud wide receiver like AJ Green in the beginning of the third round if you can get that. Yo, you want to talk about a drop? That would be ideal. How the hell did that happen? What, AJ? AJ Green is going like third round in leagues. It's because he's never healthy. Health, health is a big factor. And and AJ and Andy Dalton forgot to throw the ball yet last year. Whatever. John Ross is coming on strong as well in camp. All right. Let's I, fucking let's relax with the fancy I just, shit. I know you guys go right, fancy, sorry. guys. Let's keep <laughs> on track here. You had, what's his name at three? Gurley, right? Gurley, yeah. Is there anything you want to add? No. All right. So let's go to two. Let's go to two. My two is Saquon Barkley. Hello. Look, he hasn't played a snap yet. Yep. Right? But 
he's young. <laughs> and look, he, he the skills that he showed in college translate to the pros, right? Ugh. He can catch the ball. He can he can juke people out of their uh, their shoes. He can run over guys. He's basically an all-around back. He could do it all. And not only that, he showed that he could take on worse workhorse loads. Right, mm-hmm. so you put he all had, that together. Mm, he he never really had a workhorse. Like he he had over twenty five carries twice in his career at Penn State. But he he was doing a lot for them. He was catching the ball. Right. He was running the ball. I mean, it's not just carries. He was the focal enough. point. I guess is what you're trying to. He get can at. run an offense. He could be the center the of guy. a successful yeah. offense. Right. Two. I don't know. And on top of that, look, he's on a look. The Giants passed up on a franchise quarterback, possibly. In order to draft this guy, so the Giants are on that board too. I know how I know running back is a very underrated position these days, but if you have a running back that could do it all, it changes the face of your entire offense. And I think that Barkley's that type of guy. Um, he, his work ethic, his attitude, all of it—he's the total package. Saquon Barkley is number two on my list of guys I would start a franchise with. Yo, I think that is absolutely ridiculous. That to is me. ridiculous. You've never seen him play. I've seen enough to know that if I had a chance to draft out of all the guys in the league. Take take that guy with the number two pick, bro. I would. You've seen they, they him play the against fucking bankers and shit and chemistry majors. Chemistry majors, <laughs> yeah. That bar is pretty over. Man, I wanted to freaking argue with you guys when I was listening to that. Yo, I think that, like, I would rather take Zeke, just because it's a proven. But what about a, the the issues? issues? There's issues there. There's issues tied in. There's a strike one. <laughs> sure, people get you. strikes. Sure, I mean, but Saquon hasn't had a strike yet. Yo, I just think that it's Not like yet. there's been many running backs in the past that come out hyped up and like they just don't pan out. Yeah. Right? The Giants even drafted one in Ron Dane. Got one of Heisman. Oh my God, Ron Dane. Still see Ron Dane jerseys in the stands. I mean, you're t- for the pain. Out of the most recent running backs, though, if a running back has been hyped up to that level, for the most part, they've come out and they've been effective. I agree with you. I just think putting someone who you've never seen play in the NFL, too, is kind of nuts. Well, I'm starting my franchise today. Well, I hope you start our franchises in the same league. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not taking I'm him. surprised you two are arguing me on this, you you Giants fans. Listen, we're we're optimistic about him. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I'm, I'm starting a franchise today. I'm not taking a dude who I've never seen. Yo, when he hey. gets 1,500 yards this year, I know people are going to tweet at me. I think he's going to be amazing. I'm down with him. But I'm going to keep a close eye on Darnold. I'm going to keep a close eye on Rosen. Josh Allen, sorry, Buffalo, enjoy that shit. <laughs> and that's the thing, yo. It was the scenario and the situation that we're in. I pre- I would have preferred a quarterback. Dude, but speaking to be awesome. Speaking of Josh Allen, do you remember the mock draft we did? And Impey had the number one pick with the Browns, and he chose Darnold. Mm-hmm. I, I was going back, and I was trying to find uh, some McCoy stats that I wrote down in the past. And I saw that I had Josh Allen getting drafted to the Jets, number three. Oh, I'm so glad I was wrong. <laughs> Yo, the, the best have been these Roto... I know we're getting, like, way off track, too, but, yo, the best has been these Roto World reports, and it's like, Josh Allen is looking exceptional at camp amongst all the quarterbacks. It's like, yeah, Nathan Peterman is there and A.J. McCarron. <laughs> I'd hope so. Yeah, right. I'd He's hope that's the case. Better be better than those two guys. Yeah. Yo, the fact that Nathan Peterman has any type of check from the NFL is beyond me. <laughs> beyond me. Beyond me. Terrible. You mean you don't like five interceptions in the first half? <laughs> it's insane. What's not to like about that? I Yo, don't know. Chargers defense that week. Thank God. Thank God. My number two player is David Johnson. Yeah. I think he's the best running back in football. I think it's crazy that people are worried about him this year 
Once again, he hurt his wrist, people. He didn't tear an ACL. He didn't blow out a patella. He didn't blow out an Achilles. This is a guy who was everyone's number one pick coming into fantasy last year. Everyone was raving about, yo, the next big running back that's going to get paid, break the bank, whatnot. Yo, him missing a year might extend his career, right? You're talking about 400 total hits that he avoided on catches and, and just his workload. And don't forget, this guy, week 13, 14 last year, the Cardinals finished 8-8. Eight and eight. He was in practice. It wasn't until they lost that game to the Seahawks where they got eliminated from playoff contention that they said there's no point in putting you out there for three games. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Let's just save you. We'll see you next year. And yo, he's going to come back. I'm a, little, I'm a lot higher on the Cardinals as a team than a lot of people are. I'm, I'm taking David Johnson. Still 25 years old, 26. Still got like four more prime Going to be a first-round pick in your fantasy league. Going to be a guy that's going to be headlining Pro Bowls and all pros. Let me piggyback that because my number one player that I will start my franchise with is David Johnson. Um, hmm. Like like you said, the number one pick in fantasy last year. And if you picked him number one, it was kind of like an Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins situation. Like I would rather go Todd Gurley number one this year or Le'Veon Bell. But if you pick David Johnson, I ain't mad at you. Because, like Nick said, this was not a structural knee damage kind of thing. This is, he hurt his arm. Yeah. Right? So he's going to be fine. And the amount of power and speed, elusiveness, ability to catch, um, also the fact that he's quiet, uh, he's a family man. uh, This is the type of things that I'm looking for in my franchise player. And he's showing me every single bit of it. And his... His want and desire to work harder and harder, harder, harder every day is something that I love. And Derek, I, Derek Johnson, David Johnson, number one player, probably the best player in the league in terms of just skill, in my opinion. Dude's yoked. So yoked. Oh, fuck. And fast. How are you that fast when you're that size? Yo, Josh Gordon, too. He's yeah. like if Maurice Jones-Drew played every year in that one prime year that he had. <laughs> Remember when he was a beast and then he like the injuries kind of curtailed him? Yeah. He's like... Him, like that kind of level beast every single year. Yo, he had 2,000 total yards that 2016. That's insane. One of the most insane stats I've ever heard. In fantasy, he was a running back one with only his running back stats and a wide receiver three with only his wide receiver stats. That's absurd, dude. Crazy. He had 16 rushing touchdowns. What the hell? Plus the receiving touchdowns you forgot to mention. Four. Yeah. He had 20 fucking touchdowns. <laughs> what's the, what's the if record? If your quarterback gets 20, you're like, all right. You know when he didn't have a touchdown, though? That week 17. Remember when he got hurt? He got stretched off? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He was going to set the scrimmage record. Uh, I took him in DFS. I was second place, the 60K. year. And David Johnson was like 9% ownership. Everyone went to someone else. I forgot why. Because Bell didn't play that week. So everyone took D'Angelo Williams. I'm like, yo, David Johnson, I'm winning 60K right now. Yo, I still have the screenshot one day, hopefully. But, yeah, that's when he almost snapped his kneecap. So he really did that in, like, 16 games. 15 games, sorry. It's wild. My number one player. Ready for this one? Odell. <laughs> Your number one player is Odell? Yep. This guy says, I'm not taking Gronk because of injuries, and then says my number one player is Odell. Come on, give me some. He got hurt one time. Yeah. Right? Gronk's a little different. Gronk's on hurt 17 times. All right, true. All right. It was also a break, which is crazy to say. It's nice, right? He he broke his ankle. He didn't tear an Achilles. That's better true. than the muscle. Better than the muscle, yeah. 100%. When I tore my ACL, they were like, yo, you're better off just shattering your kneecap. So Get just the bat. Yeah. So, <laughs> look, 
I don't agree with him wanting $20 million. I don't agree with the Giants maybe paying him that money because of what the quarterback situation is. But on raw talent, I think I think Odell. Also, he's 24, right? A lot of the guys that I've been mentioning outside of Travis Kelsey, they're all under 25, if not 25. So I'm thinking I'm going to have them for another five, six years, premier top of their game. And Odell is, yo, the entire Giants offense as he's gotten drafted is just a slam pass to, to Odell from breaking the game wide open. And he's done it countless, countless times. He's the, he's the biggest home run threat in the league, I think. And it's crazy because I his 40 wasn't like, you know, the fucking best ever. No, but when you see him in pads, it's, it's just, insane. It's, it's also when he catches the ball on a slant. And if he takes more than four steps, I'm like, he's gone. Yo, it's what Jerry Rice always said, how he ran a 4-6-4, I believe. And he said, no one ever caught me when I caught a slant. It was a wrap. Didn't matter. Yo, wow. game speed is completely different. When you have a ball in your hand, they just take off. It's just something about it. Also, his ability to change direction without losing any speed, too. Like, he can make cuts and just yeah. as if he never cut. That's that's a skill that can't be taught. You have to tackle amazing. Odell like immediately otherwise he's gonna it's a big play like yeah. like i said if he catches the ball and he takes like four steps i'm like this dude's gone it's at least 15 20 yards he's like, very it's gone crazy but sayonara uh i i, I kind of regret not putting odell on my list now i would have put him on my list but who am i gonna take off the only person i can take off is saquon barkley yeah. and if i had to start a fran- <laughs> if i had to start a franchise right now i think i'm gonna go saquon over odell yeah but what if he gets injured i mean that's a possibility so I'm saying it's yeah, them both injured. I'm taking Odell. An injury possibility is for everyone on this list. Everyone on every list. It's the NFL. I'm saying though, like a, a history, quote unquote, of injuries. Yeah. I'm sticking with my list. Who's, who's your one? David Johnson, right? David Johnson, Saquon Barkley, Nuke, Todd Gurley, Sa- uh Who's my fifth guy again? Mike Thomas. Mike, Michael Thomas. Hmm. I got Odell, David Johnson, Gurley, D-Hop, Travis Kelsey. My team's more complete than Tim's. Because I don't have a tight end. It ain't complete, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you're the one that likes to play no tight end fantasy. Don't, don't forget. Word, and I put a tight end in. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you right now, I give it either after this year or after next year, but tight ends are coming back in this league. Can't do it. It's coming. Can't play with <laughs> them. I'm telling Can't you, Can't win with them. It's coming. I'm, I've warmed up to the tight end spot. I'm not going to lie. Everyone, Yo, everyone's going to have one. The tight end spot is not what it was. Like, it's very different now. So, yo, who would you rather start? Trey Burton or Emmanuel Sanders? Dude, you give me Trey Burton, though? That's what the tight... Us eliminating the tight end slot? I would say... Those are the kind of options that you have. I would say more like Will Fuller. If you're talking about wide receiver three. Because I think think Emmanuel Sanders would much rather two. I would still rather start Will Fuller over Trey Burton. Give me two games to see what Mitch let's does. See, with yeah, him, let's right? see what Trey's got. Let's see what Trey. <laughs> if Carson Wentz is throwing a Trey Burton, I might, I might squeeze him in there. And if he was on the Eagles still, every time Trey Burton scores a touchdown, mm. Joe, you gotta hit it. I love it. <laughs> um, all right, let's play some spitball right now. <laughs> Hello. Um, starting with what a partnership. The MGM Grand MGM uh, Casinos and the. National Basketball Association, also known, Tim, as the NBA, uh, have partnered on sports betting. So they'll be getting news earlier than other casinos to set the lines. There's going to be an integrity fee within there, too. And, yo, it's a monumental moment in sports, not even sports betting, that a league 
has partnered up with a casino chain. Not just any casino chain. It's probably the biggest one MGM. in the U.S. That's so fire. Super fire. Uh, a mess of rules. So the NCAA just came out with some new rules about players being able to hire agents and being able to be eligible for the draft and then coming back to college if they don't get what they want. Um, according to Yahoo!, the rules are, one, it allows players who participate in the NBA's draft combine to return to college if they go undrafted, so long as the NBA makes the expected rule change of disallowing players who enter the draft from becoming eligible until the end of their next college season. And they granted high school basketball recruits permission to sign with agents on July 1st, entering their senior years, so long as they are identified as elite prospects by USA Basketball. The only problem is the NBA and USA Basketball had no fucking idea that these rules were being made. <laughs> there was absolutely no communication about this whatsoever. According to reports, USA Basketball has nothing in place that can possibly identify someone as elite. And they are all of a sudden, and the NCAA is like, yeah, let USA Basketball decide. They're not prepared for this whatsoever. They're like, what the fuck is going on? If anything, the NBA is more prepared for that, but they don't want it to be in the NBA's hands. Honestly, it just looks like a move that the NCAA is feeling the pressure of paying college kids. It's getting to the point where we're living in a world where people can make money from their living rooms, mm -hmm. right? Very easily. And when you're a kid in college, you need that. Uh, you need to use your likeness. And the more people are making these things happen around the college kids, the more college kids are starting to realize, hey, we're getting kind of fucked here. Mm -hmm. And this is the NCAA doing a backwards-ass job of trying to do something about it. Yo, the dumbest thing is, yo, if someone wants to pay me for an autograph, I shouldn't get in trouble for that. Nah. I shouldn't. Why? Yo, if I'm a bigger, if I'm a bit, if, if I'm the number one wide receiver on our team, Joe, and you're, you're a walk-on and people want to pay for my dinner, like, sorry, man. Here, take some fries or some shit, but that's just like it's I a dumb rule. It is a dumb rule. It's a dumb rule. You All should be able to, to to brand yourself. Yeah, it's your likeness. I would much rather. I'd be down with that than giving like players an actual like. Yeah, no salary, but yo, sell all the merch you want. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just do your thing. Whatever. It's happening anywhere, everywhere else in the world. I know. Uh, take the pitch. The English Premier League is starting this weekend. Uh, short. Early turnaround, the World Cup just con concluded. And yeah, the um, EPL is probably the biggest soccer league in the world. So that's going to be fun. That's it. Uh, packing on the pounds. Bucks D end Noah Spence wanted to give 35 pounds going into the season this year. So he is eating a 9,000 calorie diet with nine meals a day. Um, just so you know, two protein shakes yeah. equals 1,400 calories. Here we go. Meal one, two protein shakes. Meal two, cream of wheat, almond milk, French toast, potatoes. Meal three, two more protein shakes. Meal four, grilled chicken, broccoli, mashed, mashed cauliflower, and bread. Meal five, pasta with ground turkey, peppers, onions, and sauce. Meal six, two more protein shakes. Meal seven, steak, shrimp, potatoes, zucchini, squash. Meal eight, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, chocolate, almond milk. Meal nine, one more protein shake. Yo, I'm letting you know right now, I couldn't even drink two protein shakes back to back. No, no way. And I'm the, the, my asshole would just Yo, can, can I ask a <laughs> explode off me. <laughs> Those aminos that you have out there, I have the same ones. Yeah. Do you drink them before you go work out? I drink them. I drink half when I'm on the way, and then I drink the rest while, while I'm working out. Do you immediately go shit after? 
because I do. There's a lot of times where I'll take, I'll drink half, and I'm like setting up, and I'm playing music in my room, and then I'm about to leave to go to gym. Twenty minute delay, I'm on the can. Honestly, it's really? Like, it's, like, it's probably like there's some caffeine in it, so that'll do it. It's like, like coffee makes people so shit. much for the pre-workout. I just spent it on the can. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I've, there's only been a handful of times. I'm I'm usually good with that. I also go to the gym like fasted, like I don't eat. So if I wanted to shit, I just like there's nothing in there. Uh, since we're talking about this, I take a very scheduled shit <laughs> as soon as I wake up every morning. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's that's ridiculous though. Was it nine thousand calories? Nine thousand. No, meals eating a day. all that is just like doesn't sound fun. It doesn't. And it's the same thing over and over again. But yo, if you're Noah Spence, he made he's making a little noise. That that Tampa D line is gonna be good. The D line, the front seven is not an issue. Yeah, the front seven is gonna be crazy. But week one, they play Breeze. He might have seven hundred yards thrown on that secondary. Yeah. It's gonna be something. Yo, you know what's crazy too? Like packing on pounds like that. Like people want to put on muscle and like whatever. You have to do stuff like that. Fucking, what's his name? Zach Efron, when he was doing uh, Baywatch, said that he was eating so much chicken that eventually he was just blending it up and drinking it because he couldn't eat it. He's like, physically, I couldn't do it anymore. So you had to blend it up and eat it. That's disgusting. The price of being smoky. He's fucking, it, it's worth it. That kid. <laughs> Holy that shit. Um, anyway. High, uh, high body count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the let's 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 uh, preview the AFC East uh, like we've been doing. My we're favorite you, division, of course it is. Uh, we're gonna give you the, the story- most lopsided division. <laughs> we're gonna give you the storyline to watch, the biggest addition and subtraction from the division, and also the rookie to watch. Uh, starting with the storyline, what what are we looking at? Go ahead. I know you're fired you up. Did, ah. Go off. Look, this is my storyline, and and I'm not saying it's gonna happen this year. Okay, I'm not even saying that it'll even happen in general. What I'm saying is this is a storyline to watch. Can this finally be the year? Is this the year that the tide finally starts shifting towards somebody else in the AFC East, right? You got Brady, who's 41, right? That has to be taken into consideration. His weapons are now gone. His number one receiver is a formerly a guy who got cut by the Dolphins, which is not a problem. I'm just using that as an example because it helps me with my argument. Um, Wait, who and got you cut have- by the Dolphins? Chris Hogan, and then you got, oh, that's right. And then you got two young, up-and-coming quarterbacks in the division. Darnold, who was the consensus number one quarterback uh, coming out of the draft, and Allen, who we both have, you know, our doubts about, but could be good. He's obviously highly touted by by the Bills. Here's mine: is does the tide start shifting now? And I'm not saying that the Patriots aren't going to win the division. They'll probably win the division by four or five games, right? But what I'm saying is, is this the year where they start to show a little vulnerability and that the other franchises in there start to see that vulnerability and start to take advantage of it? Because right now, the Jets remind me, the Jets are right now in the probably the best position to take advantage of it because they are the only ones on the upswing as opposed to the other teams who are kind of downswinging at the moment. That's because you're just higher on Darnold. Well, also because of the, I'm higher on the team overall. Like the, the Dolphins and the Bills lost a lot of pieces around the quarterback this season. And the Jets have added pieces. Well, what happens if Donald is Jamarcus Russell? I mean, that, then the Jets suck. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's, got, that's a chance you have to take with rookie quarterbacks. I think Sam Donald, oh, and I'll talk more about him later, but he's probably the biggest X factor in the AFC. So will, will this be the year that the tide finally starts to shift away from the That Patriots? there's some promise. Some, just a little bit of hope that maybe someone else might make it through. Maybe. 
And it won't be this year. All right. But we but want to see some is life. Is this the one where it starts, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. This division oh, isn't completely. This could happen. This could happen. This could happen. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Damn, okay. I feel like we have that conversation every year, though. Now the only difference is that two teams have drafted a quarterback high. Right. Which is a big difference. Some more optimism there. No love no for Tannehill? Second best quarterback in this division? Ugh. I mean, as of right now, second best only because he's the only one who's played. Hmm. Also, I mean, I'm not crazy about Tannehill. I'm also, not. Miami's probably fucking garbage. Who is Miami's, over there? Miami's going to be garbage. Kenyon Drake is the fucking your best offensive player. They gave away their best defensive player and then their best offensive player in the same offseason. Sometimes you got to do that. See you later. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like Tannehill wins seven games year in, year out. So I think they'll be like seven and nine again this year. It's also tough though because, like you said, you give up fucking uh, what's his name, Juice Sue, Sue, and and oh. fucking Jarvis, and Jarvis is you know, yeah, he's he's your guy that you're throwing to every fucking down. Now you're gonna try, you're gonna do that, at Kenny Stills. I don't know about that. Especially because when Tannehill Danny. was in there, and Mandola's down there now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. When Tannehill was in there, yeah. hey yeah. yeah. <laughs> So about injury risk. That's an injury risk. And when Tannehill was down there, he used Juice just as much as Juice got used last year, if not more, less in the red zone, but more overall. So it's gonna. I mean, th- maybe the Dolphins do have life. I'm not. I'm not putting them in this category because of the quarterback situation. I, I just don't see Tannehill being next level. I, I can see him getting to the top of the second tier. You know what I mean? But not that top ten, top, even top twelve kind of guy. All right. What's your storyline? Are we good in New England? It's been mad like fuckery. Right? Jimmy G gets traded. Kraft wanted him gone. Belichick wanted him. Brady's trainer is getting bagged with uh, his training facility. Got hit with PEDs. It's all exciting stuff. Right? <laughs> all great. Brady's 41. He's the, for the first time ever. He's airing out Belichick. Like, yo, I want some answers. Like, what's good? Why didn't Malcolm Butler play? Gronk's taking to social media like, go be happy in the 305, Danny. And it's like, yo, Belichick, are you losing the grip? This was all until when I had this prepared till last night where I was watching NFL Network training camp in the Pats. And they're running these drills, these punt drills. I don't know if you guys saw the video last week, but the first round pick that they drafted the tackle win from uh, mm-hmm. Georgia. They had him field punts. And if he was to field the punt, Belichick was going to cancel the practice. No sprints. He drops the first one, then the second one. He gets it. They're all hyped. Brady and Belichick tap on the shoulder. I was like, ah, here comes 13 and 3. <laughs> and then last night, they did the same shit with the rookie running backs. So I think that they're going to be good. I think this is all just, you know, it's that we're on to Cincinnati thing. People just want to tear down Goliath. And they've been Goliath. This has been the best sports franchise we've seen in our generation. I, t- I would say the Yankees are, are up there, too. I, I will say, though, this feels like the one year where, like, there's just a lot going on. Yeah, I'm going to check you on that. I don't think I don't think the Yankees are nowhere near them. Yo, 12, what is it, 11, 10 or 11 AFC championship games, eight Super Bowls, five championships. Like, the Yankees have five in our generation, right, you would say? Right. And, but I, I think because the Yankees have done it, they did it from in one era, and then they— Shut it down. They did it in another era, one in 2009. Shut it down, and they did it, again, and they're doing it again now. And, yo, no offense, baseball people. Sorry. You guys got no salary cap, man. You guys could just go blow the <laughs> bank and just get everybody. Where New England's <laughs> doing it with a salary cap. Yeah. We always I say, mean, that's, guys, that's fair. 
Guys get guys win a ring, and then what happens at free agency? Dog, I'm a Super Bowl champion. Pay up. Yeah. It's like nah, hit the bricks. So I I, w- I want to know: Are we good? Are they all, are, are they on the same page? Because if they're on the same page, this team is winning twelve, going twelve and four at worst again, and they're gonna probably host the AFC Championship like they do every year. But but there has been a uh, a break, just a little break. I will say I think this is the one year where it seems like there's a lot going on in New England, and there's like a lot of weird things. I also th- in the same you know sentence think that. Everyone on that team, especially Brady and Belichick, can leave it on the sidelines. And once they're out there on the field, it's straight business. And, like, it's not affecting me. Right. We've seen it time and time again. Stories come up. Things happen. Like, whatever. Injuries, whatever. It doesn't matter. So people get out there and they're fucking, they're great. They're a great team. Whatever. So I think they could put it all aside. But I will say this is, this is the year where I feel like a lot of weird shit's going on. And, like, it starts, you can't help but feel like it's the beginning of the end. Like it's it's tailing off, and yo, maybe that's just. And yo, you I mean that's hopeful, a, I, you know? I, I, that's what I'm. Yeah. I'm just, it's really just a prayer, wishful thinking. <laughs> and yo, you're gonna see it early. No Edelman, he's out for four games with suspension. Yeah. Sony Michelle got hurt at practice. He might miss the rest of the preseason. They just Chris released, Hogan is their number one. They release Malcolm, Malcolm Mitchell, Mitchell. Uh, Jordan Matthews, who's supposed to play a big role in the slot. They bring in uh, BDD. Eric Decker, he comes on over. They lose Amendola, who, yo, in the playoffs, name, killing. Me, name me a more clutch playoff performer in the last, like, five years. There hasn't been. Granted, he's played a lot of games, but he's been putting up, like, eight 100-yard games. Oh, my God, that's awful. He like catches 100-yard games. He's like the Robert Ori of the NFL. <laughs> it's not a bad one. Do yeah. nothing in the regular season, then ball out in the playoffs. Big shot. I guess so. All right, so let's move on to the biggest uh, addition. In the my biggest addition is Jermaine Johnson. He was the biggest money free agent in the uh, in the entire division. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm saying this is because now you have a very formidable secondary in New York. You have Jermaine Johnson and Mo Claiborne in the corners, and you have Marcus May and Jamal Adams at the safety. And you're, you'd be hard pressed to find a better, younger secondary in the AFC outside of the Chargers. So when you're looking at that secondary and what they can do, especially because they're kind of weak up front. Outside of Leonard Williams, they got rid of Mo Wilkerson. Uh, Sheldon Richardson is not there anymore. So outside of Mo, Mo, Mo Williams, excuse me, they have trouble putting pressure on the quarterback. So in order to alleviate that, you're going to need good DBs. Alleviate is a bar. Right? So uh, I think the fact that he gets added and you get that number one corner to go with the, the young guys and – you got Mo Claiborne, who played a really good number one corner last year, and then is moving over to the second number one corner. Um, it's going to do a lot of good things for the uh, secondary. That if if Darnold pans out, and that secondary plays out of their mind, the AFC is weak this year. There's a lot of guys who can. There's teams who can contend. Teams that maybe won't contend. They're like the they're like the East in basketball. So if they if the Jets. Uh, could get great quarterback play, and it's it's a big if. Uh, this secondary will help them in their pursuit of getting to where they want to be, which a lot of people are making fun of the Jets. I just saw Bovada had the Jets as the longest shot in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. I think that's kind of nuts. Um, obviously, I'm a little biased when it comes to that. but Well, this is where I'm going to back you on this one because yesterday uh, on DB, I had Danny on. Shout out uh, Versace D. We, and he brought up you know teams to make the playoffs props. The Jets were plus 550. And me and Boss, I wish he was here because he'd be backing me up on this. Yo, we spent like an hour and a half talking about the Jets, like 
road to the playoffs. So like, yo, it's not, it's not out of like, it's not out of question. Like, I'm higher on like the Colts. Some some people aren't. You know what I mean? Like, Impy loves the Chiefs. I'm down on the Chiefs. Like, I, I pretty much can pencil in the division winners right now, and my fifth wild card, my six. I can see mad teams, and I think the Jets could be in there. Especially if Donald comes out and he's slinging and he's and yo. Honestly, not even that. Yo, Macau played good for them last year. And they played a lot of close games. They did play a lot of close games. A lot of close games. They yep. let a lot of games slip, too. Two, two of them on some calls that are not going to be calls this year. Uh, two of them on, uh, what's his name, ASJ. Uh, Severian Jenkins. Yeah, catching a ball in the end zone that should have been a win against the Patriots that got nullified. And then catching another ball in the end zone that I, I can't forget exactly what happened, but they said he didn't have possession. Going into the end zone. So that's two wins taken away on a call that no longer exists. So you got to take these things into account. I think Tremaine Johnson is a quality corner in this league. You know you need, in this league, if you're building, it's quarterback first, then protect the quarterback, then rush the quarterback. And then after you're done with that, you got to shut down. You got to shut down guy. You need to shut down corner. So having that shut down corner. Who said that one? (laughs) What? Yeah, I love it. Is that is that your bars? Oh, yeah, that's what I say about the the. Yo, that's my well, shit. Why are you trying about, to shit on me? Me? Do me a favor. Pat him on the back. Yo, pat me on the back. Yeah, Tremaine Johnson edition. All right, who you got? Yo, I'm going with Ryan Tannehill. Okay, I, I see it. He didn't play all of last year, and you got Cutler. <laughs> one of the reasons why. One of the reasons why. This is the biggest addition. Yeah, and the, well, he said Tremaine Johnson. I had Tremaine Johnson, and then he. Uh, and then, and then he put it in the chat. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go with Tano. There's no other additions really in this division outside of rookies. And it's, yeah, very sparingly, like just spare parts. And yo, they win like seven games. They made the playoffs. Yo, don't forget, they made the playoffs as a wild card two years ago when he was healthy. That was like the best year that he's had in the league. And last year he got hurt. And Jake Cutler was abysmal. This guy was vacationing out. <laughs> butt naked on a balcony Fire. in like Punta Cana. And then the Adam Gase called. He's like, yo, I need you. Here's 12 mil. He's like, babe, we out. We're going to Miami. What yeah. is it there? Boss. So I think Tannehill coming back. He brings some stability over there. And I think I think he's a competent quarterback. He's like Andy Dalton-ish. I say, like, that's, a, that's the tier that I would put him. But he could win you some games. He was on the upswing when he went down. Like, people were excited about Ryan Tannehill going into the last year before he got hurt. I was one of them. I, I wouldn't say excited, maybe not the word. But not down like i don't think he's he could like be a act- playoff quarterback though i think he could be i to be don't. fair we haven't seen him i know but i i, I don't know like when, when, when you have game. seen him this seemed like a guy that could get you into i mean they're not gonna win the division. as someone who who has watched him close over the past few years he has gotten better with every year it seems like he gets better with every game Remember, this guy was a wide receiver. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, yo, he's been playing quarterback for, like, five years. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's fair to say that he has work to do. And, look, Jacob DeGrom, who right now should be the NL Cy Young, has an ERA lower than two, was a shortstop. And then he got hurt, and he learned how to pitch while he was hurt. That's wild. I didn't That's know ridiculous. that. Yeah, and, and that repetition, that repetition, that repetition made him into who he is today, someone who's wildly, deadly accurate. Mm-hmm. Tannehill, look, he hurt his lower body. There was nothing wrong with his upper body. If he's over and over again, reps, rep after rep after rep after rep after rep, your body starts getting that mental and physical just like ticks. So just do it without thinking. And he's got the skills and he's got the 
the arm talent, as they say. So can he put it all together? I think that maybe this was a blessing in disguise, the whole rehab thing. Uh, Jacob DeGrom style, maybe. We'll see. All right. So uh, let's go to subtraction then. Who's, who's your biggest subtraction? I'm saying with the Dolphins. I'm going with Jarvis Landry. Hmm. This guy set the NFL record for most catches in his first three seasons. And he was their be-all, end-all. The most consistent thing they had, probably on the whole team. Like, you knew that Landry was going to get you close to triple-digit catches a year. That was just going to be solid and durable. And he's there. And he's a tough dude. He's a leader, clearly, after what we saw in the Hard Knocks thing. He had to be the guy in the locker room. So, factor that in for a team who has a shit locker room. Yeah. Right? You heard all the stories about J.H.I., uh, Sue, uh, Cameron Wake. Like, well, these guys have their issues. He was probably the one that was the most stable. Just saying a lot because kind of unstable also. He seems stable, though. Stable enough. Yeah, stable enough. It, like, <laughs> like it's, it's, you could deal with it. It's not, like, annoying, you know? So, I, I think that him and the rapport that he had with uh, Ryan Tannehill also, you lose your guy, bro. We've talked about this many times. You lose your guy as a wide receiver, as a quarterback, excuse me. That's going to be a big hit. So I think that that is definitely, for me, the biggest loss. Losing the fucking catch leader is a subtraction. Right. That's definitely a Easily. subtraction. Yeah. 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 Um, my subtraction is I'm going to stay in the wide receiver uh, pile. Brandon Cooks and Danny Amendola. Um, I, not even for Tom Brady. Now, Tom, you're looking at Tom Brady. He's 41 years old, right? Yeah. So he, yeah, in the past, he's been able to make something out of nothing. But that was also a long-ass time ago, right? One thing that made the Patriots so dangerous these past few years is that no matter where you were on the field, they had someone you had to cover. Brandon Cooks was a burner. Um, Gronk in, at, in the tight end spot. And then you had Amendola, who's one of those guys who's just so sneaky. And, and Edelman is another one of those guys that's sneaky in the slot. And then you had guys on the outside. You had Chris Hogan on the other side, right? Now you subtract all those weapons, and it allows teams to kind of check Gronk a little more. And when you look at, at Tom Brady's stats with and without Gronk, they are starkly in favor of with Gronk. Now, they're still great without Gronk, don't get me wrong. But with Gronk, he all of a sudden becomes the greatest quarterback of all time. I, th I think it's the red zone where it's the big hit. Like 20 to 20, he's there's not a drop-off. It's in the red zone where it's like his QBR is all time. So when you take away a piece like that, and you can now put more resources into stopping Gronk because there's not as much danger on the outside. Like I know for me, I'm way more scared of Brandon Cooks than I am Chris Hogan. I'm way more scared of Danny Amendola than I am Eric Decker, right? These guys, you can you could play them one-on-one. -on -one. You can give them one-on-one -on -one matchups, and you're not as scared. And that makes you give a safety or a linebacker who can double cover Gronk. And so I think that the, the subtractions and the reason I'm talking about them is because there was a time in New England where Tom Brady made up for any type of offensive loss in general. But is that still the case? And we're going to find out this year. So they're going to get Edelman back. That's going to help them. That's true. It's only four games for Edelman. That's why I was going to put Edelman on this list, but then I deleted his name. But in the first four game, Edelman is, is a big one. But yeah, Edelman is going to be a lot better. But you got to remember, Edelman's also that injury history, right? He's coming off a knee. Is he going to be the same guy? He's going to be as quick as he 32 was. 32 years old. 32. White wide receiver off an ACL. You saw what happened with Wes Don't Walker. Don't be super optimistic. Wes Walker went from... Tom Brady's favorite to he hurt himself and then he just fell off the face of the map because he didn't have that quickness anymore. Yeah. Mm, nah, bro. He went to Denver and he lit it up. He was at Denver before the Patriots. No. Am I bugging? No, I think yeah, you're bugging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was with Miami. Yeah, because that was the year where I was like, yo, I'm not going to take. Uh, oh, yeah. He went with Peyton Manning. Yeah. 
Yeah. Remember well, that he did, was, but but I mean, was like, he fell off in Denver. Nick, yeah, yeah, he but did. that was after. Yeah, but that, we're talking about the Patriots. Who cares about? He also had I'm like just, five thousand concussions. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying he got hurt, fell off. Right, I'm not. That, that's the only. That's the only similarity that him and and they're had, and they're small and white. But I think that no. Nah, but I they think also that, had Edelman. And he had a next up. So like to. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, but I also think like with them two, it's completely different because Wes Walker physically was fine. It was his head that was the issue. Right. Like he just had mad concussions. He was still getting open. He was still catching all these balls. But it was like, yo, dog, you've had like five concussions in in six days. Like it was some <laughs> crazy shit. Right. So, yo, remember they had the custom helmet for him? I remember that. It looked like it was a pillow inside there. It was nuts. It was custom made from uh, Rydell, Rydell, whatever yeah. the company's called. So, I think that was a big difference because not like with Edelman, we still got to see, yo, you're coming off an ACL surgery. It's different. But with him, he actually got hurt in the preseason last year. So, he's had an actual full year of recovery where with Carson Wentz, yo, he didn't get surgery until Super Bowl week. Despite getting hurt in December, because now the new thing is, and I learned this when I tore my ACL, in the past, it'd be like, yo, you tear your ACL Sunday, next week you're getting surgery. What happens is now you do rehab before your surgery and it shaves off like two to three months on your rehab after Mm. because you strengthen the muscles after because, yo, you're not going to be doing anything for six weeks. Yo, my calf was the weirdest feeling ever. Like... My calves, like, I have mad, like, nice calves putting myself over. But, like, they're mad muscular. Yo, when you would grab them, it's like when you grab, like, the bottom of your, your, your bicep and you're not flexing. You know how it's, like, a yeah, little, Yeah, it's like, kind of flabby, but you still feel the muscle flabby, fibers. Yeah, it was like that. It was yeah. the weirdest feeling ever. Because you're, you're, you're not stable. Atrophied. Atrophied. I was never going to use that word. <laughs> but that's what happens, like, yeah. with your knees. So you that's why you muscle. rehab before. Just uh, That's, that's what I've been doing. Yo, Shady Dion Lewis <laughs> as well. Not for nothing. The loss of Deion Lewis, he's been a giant playoff killer. He's been a killer in the playoffs. And he's, and he's all, you know, the last two years he wasn't supposed to be the main guy, and then all of a sudden he becomes the main guy in the backfield. There's a reason why that happens. So, I mean, a lot, lots of weapon losses in New England. Let's see if, they, let's see if it's big, a big deal. That's my key losses. All right. And uh, the rookie to watch in the division? I'll go. You know who I'm going to say. Sammy? The biggest X factor in the entire NFL Definitely in the Whoa. AFC. Definitely in the AFC is Sam Donald. In, in the whole AFC, he's the biggest X factor. In because if he turns out to be a stud rookie, like one of the rookies that come out and just is a stud you're, right off the right oh, away. So you're thinking like down the line. I, I'm thinking of this in the same way that I said at he this time like an, last year that Carson Luck. that Carson Wentz was the was the biggest X factor of the of the entire league last year because if he came out and played elite. Then you saw what the Eagles are capable of. Yeah, but you. I, I feel you. That was a good call last year. If Sam Darnold comes out and plays elite, the Jets are capable of getting to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, but only if he plays elite. Mm, if he nah. plays very good, they have a chance to be very good. Do you think that they're this, like. I'm not, I'm not bowing down here if you see the video. This is <laughs> just, I feel the steam coming off of Look, do you I, think the, the Jets roster is that good? I think if, if Sam Darnold is an elite quarterback. Right, and this is against the odds. Okay, so I, I am no way How saying are we I here? Tim am saying Sam Darnold is rough. Like Andrew Luck in his first year elite. Okay, that kind of elite. Right, their playoff squad. If he's above that in any way, if he finds himself a way to throw thirty-five touchdowns this year, <laughs> to who? Look, look, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. Is Robbie Anderson even playing? Yeah, Robbie Anderson's playing. Like, let's. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. But if he does, right, more likely he's a 27. Quincy. His, his, 
Cap is like 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns. Cap, 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 cap. Right? The Jets could be a very good team and a playoff team if he does that. But if he sucks, and if he's a rookie that struggles in his first year, well, AKA, like Carson Wentz did in his first year, if it, no one, everyone forgets two years ago, Carson Wentz was trash. Right? If he's trash, the Jets are going to be trash. But if he comes out and, and plays right away in an elite level, an elite quarterback in this league changes everything. Yeah, and they have a good uh, they have a good secondary that I just talked about. They have a good defense that could back it up. Now their offensive line is trash as well. But I, I just Yo, don't think their offense the is defense? that good. You mentioned just Leonard Williams before. No, I'm, I'm talking Jamal about Jamal Adams and oh, with the Jermaine Johnson, Jamal Adams. Yo, Marcus I don't May. know, man. I think that's crazy. I don't I, think their roster is that great. That's why I asked you, like, yo, are you talking about this year? Because we're doing for this year. Or are you talking for down? Because down the road, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. You you don't think Sam Darnold has a chance to be elite right off the bat? He would have to be fucking Aaron Rodgers. But I don't I don't think that he's the most important or the biggest X factor in the AFC. Okay, so X factor is the wrong term. The biggest unknown. Yeah, he's a rookie dude. factor. Yeah, that's so like we don't know what the Jets quarterback play is going to be this year. And if the Jets quarterback play is very good, the Jets will be very good. I honestly I don't, don't think, think their roster is that good. No, yeah. they'll be good. I don't think they're like they could make the Super Bowl. Like I don't think their team's that good. That all right, fine. That's fair. Maybe I think that, sure crazy. they could they could be a fucking wild card team, make the playoffs. Like yeah, of course. Because I mean, yo, they they had Josh McCown and he was doing well and like team was like rolling, whatever. Rolling. And then you put a, a Sam Darnold in there, and he has a fucking Andrew Luck or fucking RG3. Well, not RG3. He's not going to rush for that much, but I'm saying, like, he has, a, he has an Andrew Luck year. Sure. But I don't think they're good enough to, like, make a fucking deep run. Yo, Darnold comes out, throws 3,800 yards, 28 touchdowns. How you feeling? Feeling 9-7. and seven. But how you feeling about him as a quarterback? I'm feeling great. Great, right? Fantastic, like unbelievable. Fantastic. That's also what Jared Goff did last year. I just want to point that out. I mean, that's going his... back to that. It's <laughs> going back to I mean, that one. You know, little... I, as soon as he started asking questions, I'm like, I know he's trapped. But that's right his, now. that's his second year, though. It was his first year because Jeff. No, that's the count. Come on, man. But that's still his second year overall, though. All right, fucking guys. I'm going with Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka. The Dolphins need a lot of help, sent help, and I think they got it with. Uh, the safety, not even safety, dude. This guy's gonna be playing anywhere, everywhere. Uh, they should call his position Honey Badger. One of the best. One of the best. So like, yo, Troy Palomalu, Dick LeBeau used to say he never gave him an assignment. Kind of let him have a green light to do whatever he wanted, just feel out the game. So I'm not saying that he's gonna do that because only like Palomalu and Ed Reed have ever had those kind of responsibilities. Rex Ryan said the same thing about Ed Reed, but I think yo, Minka Fitzpatrick is. Nick Saban said he's. Him and Collins and C.J. Mosley were the three best defensive players he's ever coached. Wow, I'm not saying crazy because they have like nine first-round picks every year, year. out <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball alone. So to, that's high praise. That he is high fell praise. in the draft too. I mean, he really fell like two, three spots, but I'm a big fan of rookies that are thinking they're going to be, yeah, I'm going to be top five, and they fall to 10, and that's where Miami got them. I'm always a fan of those guys that slip up in the draft. And I think that Minka Fitzpatrick, where they got him, tremendous value pick, tremendous player. I think he's going to make noise this year. Very important player. I like Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't know, I don't know about those ba- it's, it's, Bama DBs. 
So please, please. <laughs> I don't know about those Bama DBs. I was waiting for I was waiting for Nick to, yo. to react. That's to that. yo. Alabama we, is how I judge like offensive players. I'm like, yo, if they could beat Alabama, that's basically an NFL <laughs> defense. Yo, the reason why I was like, because you remember he said, yo, Collins, okay, and then he said the haha Clinton Dix thing. That's oh, why I, was like, I said he's, let's not let's not bring. I this said up he's again. overrated. Okay. <laughs> like, he said on. he was a bust. Bye. No, no, and I, then you said no, no, no. I but quick, he has bus quality. I quickly, so like, I quickly changed my vocabulary phrasing to overrated. All right. Quickly. Anyway, I think that is all we have for is, today. Are Giants are on tonight. It's great. Football's back. Mm. I just want to let you know that I'm a big fan of rookies holding out. Can I just say no, no, no? Why? Yes. Why? Because it's not a privilege. Of course, it to is. play in the NFL. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's a right that you earn. Nope. It's an earned right. No. Yes, it is. I don't have to draft you. What do you mean? You You're didn't right. earn anything. You're right. You don't have to draft me. But if I put myself in a position to be the best player available, if you don't draft me, 31 other teams will. Yeah. But if they don't want to either, then you don't play. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Right. Get but, out if, of the but if you earn the spot to be that good. It is a privilege you, because you cannot earn a draft spot. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. It is my choice. You can make yourself undeniable, Joe. But that's irrelevant. It's still a privilege because I still have to pull the trigger because I could not. I, I could st- I could still not. So that would mean it is a privilege. No. It's a, yes. It's a right that you earn. It is not a right. It is a, a right is something that you are given because you, no one can stop you from getting it and blah, blah, blah. You put yourself in a position to be drafted. Yes, I'm the best player or whatever. But if you are on fucking three different murder trials, I'm not going to draft. Uh, that's different. But what I'm saying is I have the option. So if I have the option, you're lucky to be there. Right. right but if I've earned the right where my... Services are in demand. You never earn the right. Then I have the right to, to get fair compensation for my for my work. Wrong. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm right. <laughs> no, you're not. It's not a, it's not a right because there is no right. The right is not playing in the NFL. <laughs> the right is putting yourself in the position to be drafted. You have the right to do that as a human, and then making yourself as undeniable to be drafted by 32 teams. You deserve fair compensation for what you've earned. And if and if you want it, we have a diff- we have a out. different wording here. Yo, you're a rookie. You haven't thrown a pass. All we know, he's Jamarcus Russell, or at, at like point, Eric Crouch. But we, <laughs> but we also live in a in a world where rookies make a certain wage and they get paid on a certain scale. And where you go, you have the right to argue for yourself. You have that right. You have the right. I don't agree with it. Of course you have the right to argue. I don't agree with it. I've never said, that, like, let's take this away from them. I said I don't agree you with it. You just wouldn't do it. I, don't, I wouldn't do it because you are lucky to be drafted by me. Uh-huh. Because you could have fell, and then you would not even be close to getting the same amount of money. True. And, and that has nothing to do with skill because you could be the best player in the, in the league, but you're still not going to go one because I don't need a quarterback. But is it lucky if you put yourself in a position to be desired to the point where you're the number four overall pick? Three. Three. You're lucky to be drafted by a team, no matter what. That I could just pass up on you because I'm. I just. I don't feel like it. I that, don't have to draft you. That's true. If I don't have a need for you, I don't need you. But if it's the same, if you look at it in the exact inverse, right? You have Sam Darnold, and you have the Jets. The Jets did not have to draft Sam Darnold. If the Jets didn't draft Sam Darnold and have his rights, Sam Darnold can go on the free market right now and make more money. If Sam Darnold so, was a free agent right now, he would make more money than he's making with the Jets. Okay. 
So you have the right to you I have. Mean, he's a rookie though, right? So but he, but the, still, it's 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 not about rookie. It's about supply and demand. He's the word su- right is he's the supplying that I have something. With you. It's not a right. It's, you have the right to free to freedom of speech. No, no, the right, the right. All right, but you have you have the right to work hard enough to put yourself in a position to of be drafted. Course, yeah, duh. You also have the right to demand fair compensation for your work. That's where I. Uh, that's where I disagree. All right. I just wanted to say that because if we would have been, if I would have been here, that's what I would have said. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you have of course you have the right to hold out obviously like whatever like yo Odell's on my team right. and he's one of the best wide receivers in the league and I'm actually on the opposite side where I'm like this dude should be holding out because he's produced already yeah. yo you haven't taken a snap dude like yeah, and that, we did you a favor by drafting you where we did we could have let you go that's not a favor why not Yo, no matter what, no matter what, if I don't take you and some other team will, they would be the ones doing you the favor too. I'm paying you millions of dollars, dude. But if you go there and you produce, you're doing. Are but you, you now doing yeah, that team a favor? That's what, that's what we're telling you. But though. that's what I'm saying. Then it, then, it, then it switches. Yo, I'm doing you a favor by being here, and I'm taking a pay cut, and I'm performing way above my pay grade. But if you, you haven't even performed yet, right? But you take him in a slot that has payments attached to it. Right. Give him the fair compensation in that slot. Okay. But holding out, there's a, yo, you're not paying me for the three. No, you're, you're holding out because you want more money or you want guaranteed money or you want Gar- this, you it want was, that. It was about guaranteed money. It was, it was about think- injuries, actually. If he got a non-football injury, they're not allowed to take the money away from him. That's what, that's what they got caught up on. If that's the fucking case, I'm even more on my side yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. yo, what, what, what you want to go bungee jumping? Well then, fucking nah, do nah. something else then. I think it was more like if he accidentally trips and falls on his house. You know what I mean? Like Sammy's also. This Sosa guy style. is gonna be on a BMX bike in like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope. I actually Travis, love skateboarding. With Travis Pastrana. <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere. <laughs> I hope. Yo, you want to jump to Grand God, Canyon? Pray, <laughs> I pray to everything that you guys are. I pray to everything that's not the case. Yeah, and we also saw that with uh, in Hard Knocks with Baker Mayfield when he was going through his contract, he was like, "He's like, do whatever." He's like, "You could do whatever you want, but if you get injured, they're gonna take this fucking money." It's like I'm not doing that. Did, shit. You know what else though? Like, you you notice how John Dorsey was was like when the guy was trying to explain the contract. John Dorsey came and was like, "Yeah, you know, fuck that agent. You cool with this? I'm cool with this. Baker, let's get you signed." That's how you get fucked in life. That's his yeah. That's his job. Though. That's how you get fucked. Just like you know. sorry, Baker. I'm sure there's some stuff in there that would throw some people off. That's like, oh, by the way, you can't just go fucking skydiving because if the chute doesn't open, now I'm out fucking thirty million. Yeah, I mean that's fair. You also yeah. might be out, out, just out. Just if out. the chute don't open, yeah. <laughs> it would be so mu- so Jets to have their franchise quarterback oh, get hurt in a skydiving incident. Don't, 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 don't. Um, uh, anyway, t- Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. At Brodo Fantasy for all fantasy things. We just released our first ever video on YouTube. Can I get a slow clap? Slow clap. We did it. We did it. We're out here. More YouTube videos to come this year. Uh, Got to follow this guy. This guy's been putting out videos like crazy. He's, he's, he's lighting the fire under me. So Nick, Nick is... Uh, Nick leading the way, and I'm just trying to just trying to get out there as well. You need me to step outside to, for the blowjob? <laughs> sure. I'm trying my best to work from home, son. <laughs> that would be nice, right? I just want to become undeniable. Oof. Like Sam Darnold. Nick's been reading. <laughs> trying to get suck my balls. I want to tell that to a lot of people. Anyway, uh, you can find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv slash The Lamb Show. Uh, follow that if you're trying to get some merch. 
Yeah, Ooh. I said it. Merch. I'm doing a giveaway. I'm setting up a contest. You got a sub. Duh. But uh, yeah, check that out. At Degeneration Bets. At Degeneration Bet on Twitter. Excuse me. At Danny Loprioreon. We did um, NFL player props. You know, rookie of the year. MVP. Who's going to lead the league in rushing, receiving. All that fun stuff. Very fun episode. We didn't have a chance to talk with the Lions, but Matt Stafford, shady MVP candidate. I'll put some money on Matt Stafford. Good. Good luck. Yeah, enjoy that one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's all. Oh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato. And um, you can follow the show at Veterans Minimum. Our Twitter, Veterans underscore Minimum. And our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. See you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.